No, no, no. You need to what go. What is he doing with him? I'm as baffled by this conflicting evidence as you are. Did you kill my son, Terry? Look at me! Terry murdered a child. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Well, everybody, it finally happened. I turned 26, and you can probably hear it in my voice a little bit if you're using a certain type of headphone or whatever you're listening to, but I got a cold uh, like the week after, or the week before I turned 26, which was last week. but I watched an ass load of movies and I have tons of podcasts that I want to record, but I'm trying not to do too many recordings with uh, my voice sounding kind of like, if you know what I mean, you know, just sounds like my nose is being held the entire time. So I just wanted to give everybody an update about what's kind of going on and, uh, and, you know, behind the scenes and whatnot. But uh, The Outsider was an HBO series that I saw coming down the pipe and had some pretty big names attached to it. And uh, I've been looking for some interesting true, uh, not true crime, but uh, just uh, dramatic crime shows. And uh, I think this one might fill the slot. So here is the synopsis for the first episode of The Outsider. We'll kind of do like a... A general synopsis of what I thought about the uh, the the episode before going into spoilers, but uh, just to see if y'all are interested in the show. So, when a young boy is brutally murdered, the police department quickly assumes his baseball coach, Terry Maitland, is the one man behind this despicable act. Evidence found on the scene creates an ironclad case open and closed, right? Not quite. He has the perfect alibi. Detective Ralph Anderson soon discovers there is much more to this than meets the eye and tries to figure out what is truly going on. So the main leads that you're going to hear about in this uh, series is uh, Terry Maitland, who's being accused, played by Jason Bateman, um, followed up by Ralph Anderson, who's basically the lead cop, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn. And holy shit, Bill Camp looks unnoticeable in this. Bill Camp is from The Night Of, if you remember him as being a... I think he was like an, a, a cop in there as well. And he's been in a lot of other HBO series. Uh, well, let me see what he was most recently in. He was... Uh, I know he was in... He's in a lot of movies now, I guess, now nowadays he's a dark waters joker the kitchen vice you've seen bill camp and a lot of stuff but uh let's talk a little bit more about the outsider um the outsider is going to be a mini series it's written by stephen king it's based off of uh the novel published uh in may 22nd 2018 and i will go through a couple of the best things I think about this uh this series I have not watched sorry I have not read the mini uh the uh, the novel so I don't know where this is going if you know Stephen King sometimes there can be crime mixed with a little bit of supernatural so that's always uh something to w- look out for 
anything else from just uh, talking about the actual show? Let me see. The direction in this first episode is is pretty stellar. This episode happens to be directed by Jason Bateman, and I was I was pretty blown blown away by what he was able to do. I've seen some of his directing in uh, Ozark, and that was pretty good. But I think with this HBO budget and the writing all combined, all really work. Uh, the acting, stellar acting. It's really you know. I think when it comes down to some of these dramatic television shows, sometimes it can be difficult uh, to emote in a way that makes it look like you're, you know, you've lost a child or you've lost a relative or you've lost someone very important to you. But the way they shoot it in this uh, uh, this first episode, especially, uh, is very unique and it's uh, kind of slow and methodical with the slow bird. It kind of goes goes uh, accord. Uh, the editing of this first episode. Uh, I like the edit editing of this first episode. Uh, I kind of will go into a little spoilers, talk about a little bit more about what that is, about the editing that I like, and the score. I felt the score was almost tribal in a way. It was uh, very unique in the way that it was presented. Just uh, not the typical dramatic cop score that you probably would would think about. The score is Danny Benisi and Sonder Jurens. I don't know if we know them. Oh, they worked on uh, Ozark and The Gift, the current composer. Sonder worked on Enemy and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I actually did see that. Oh, and she was a uh, and he was a writer on the Homecoming uh, soundtrack. Okay, well, uh, let's hop into spoilers for The Outsider real quick. So, uh, oh, before we get into spoilers, hold on. Uh, the cons about the episode. Um, the cons may be that they're leaning too hard into one of the the plots, or I think there's, it's a little bit too obvious what is going to be the the twist at the end. In my opinion, I I don't know if they're leaning too hard into it and they're like pointing at us in that direction, and I'm just like stop doing that because I feel like it's too obvious what what the end is but i could be wrong i don't i'm i'm saying it might be predictable but it, it very well could not be uh let's hop into spoilers damn jason had a fuck ton of blood on him when uh the young young lady sees jason statham walking out of the woods after the supposed murder had happened i was like damn case closed she fucking saw him do everything and he looks insane and he lied about what was going on anyway uh I'm just going to go on a limb and say that we have some sort of shapeshifter out there that's taking the identity of Jason Bateman. The only problem is he's acting weird, like he's been doing something wrong. So, And I don't know why he's lying. I feel like he's definitely lying about something. Also, uh, the main cop, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn, his name's Ralph. Ralph thinks Jason Statham, uh, Jason Statham, Jason, uh, Terry, the, the guy accused... Uh, is a pedophile and there's some sort of backstory with him thinking that Ralph has lost his son at some point and apparently he had crossed paths with uh, Terry at some point Ralph's son and so that's why he Ralph has this thing against Jason because he uh, Jason uh, Jason I keep saying Jason Statham uh, Jason Bateman's character 
uh, he thinks he's a pedophile. And, and something led to the death of Ralph's son, which is making this case a lot more difficult for him to handle. The Justice Department threatens that the media will be notified while he's in detainment. This show is showing how the system can ruin you before you're even convicted. Uh, I thought that that was kind of an interesting uh, way to tackle the Justice Department and you know some of the problems they have. They were very blunt in this episode about what they could do to you. Even just by detaining you, not even saying that you're charged or guilty, just by detaining you in public around your family, friends, and neighbors. They were crossing all these boundaries. And uh, I think this show might be trying to say something a little bit about that. Uh, this show is showing many different perspectives of the the, the quote-unquote killing and how it affects everybody around him such as the family that's being affected the judicial system that is being involved his family that's being affected uh in him being involved in like being taken to jail and stuff like that like we see some of the process of that it's not quite as luxurious as uh the night of i'd say the night of revels and just being stuck in jail and you know not exactly solitude but this is the kind of atmosphere it brings when you're there i don't feel like this is quite doing that yet um we'll see and prisoners want to fuck them up uh so yeah uh, a lot of people just instantly want to just take this guy down because they automatically assume everything and I mean, there's a lot of substantial evidence that looks like that. And then again, these people that could have been interviewed could have seen something else. They, they, you know, they might not have been reliable. There was a lot of focus on the victim's brother and his, the victim's family. And I kind of feel like that brother is going to have some a bigger role to play in this. And it appears that they found out that their mother, the mother... uh Oh, hold on, let me, I'll get down to that in a second. Uh, it's a great scene with uh, the victim's mother breaking stuff with the bat. I really like the slow burn it, it kind of creates with her like just slow-mo beating everything in the, the dining room down and then all of a sudden having a heart attack and the camera just slowly panning to the left. Very subtle but beautiful. Kind of creepy with the Jessa scene and uh, music swelling violin. This has definitely got some horror aspects to this uh, this episode that they didn't quite lean into it all the way, but they, they built the suspense like something was going to happen. Uh, I really like it. Losing their mother shown through a silhouette is beautifully terrifying. It's one of those horrifying images that is... Uh, on on the face of it is a beautiful you know cinematic shot i think the cinematography in this is very beautiful and uh the way all of his position igor martin martovic from uh the night of oh that's funny he is from the night of uh house of cards and silent house uh let me see what he did on he was cinematography on night of 
Yeah, yeah, he was. So uh, it's kind of funny we were just talking about that. Uh, anything else? Let me see. Lots of dead ki- kids in uh, Stephen King's work. Uh, and this show is no different. Uh, I think the body count for this first episode is the victim, the, if you want to count the Ralph's son who died, we don't really know how, and uh, the victim's mother. I was not expecting us to lose the victim's mother, which makes me feel like the brother is going to have a much more significant role into it. So it sucks. It, it, the, the, the crime itself is gruesome as shit. It looks like an animal just completely ripped into this kid. It, they said, like, to sodomize a kid with uh, something terrible, the, the, just teeth marks all in the back. It looked like it was ripped open by a bear. I was just like, Jesus, horrible. Uh, so when you see <clears throat> Jason uh, Bateman walking out of the woods all bloody as fuck and running into uh, strip clubs to change to look like a howdy doody guy and then all this weird uh, side plottage of him going in a taxi and making sure that he's seen. It's very odd and very strange and they call attention to it obviously. So, Which makes me think that that there's something else controlling Jason Bateman. What if he had a I don't know if there's like a twin. It looked like there was a guy under a hood in one of the scenes outside of the houses that was staring at, I think, uh, Bateman's uh, wife in this. And uh, I keep saying Jason Bateman because I can't think of the main the main dude's name. It's Terry Maitland. I can't think of that. Uh, he's always he's always JB to me. So, uh, but yeah, I I was. Very impressed with everything, uh, technically. I, I'm i glad I got to do a quick podcast on it because I can't wait to start the next episode. So hopefully y'all like checking out some of this uh, dramatic horror Stephen King scary spooky miniseriesness on HBO if you got it. Uh, we cannot do this without you and your support. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Be sure to look out for all the new Lucky Dog podcasts coming down the tube. I've got tons of new podcasts I want, I'm going to record as soon as I'm uh, 200%. It should be very soon. I'm on like the very tail end of this uh, head cold and it's been sucking so much ass. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I, I'm ready to feel better. But uh, thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Whatever you're doing. Kids. I didn't believe in anything. My God, not the devil. But now I believe there's something else out there. It was worse than I ever imagined.